Way to go, music team. Give them a big hand, everybody. Um, these guys can do just about anything. I remember as a teenager listening to Stairway to Heaven and thinking, these lyrics are just so deep because I had absolutely no idea what they meant. But I knew they must be really deep. I have since come to realize that the lyrics may not have been so deep after all, that maybe they were inspired by another word that starts with D, drugs. Uh, but anyway, I do want to read you the first lines of the song, Stairway to Heaven. It says, there's a lady that's sure all that glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed, with the word, she can get what she came for. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. All throughout history, people have tried to buy a stairway to heaven. Back in the Dark Ages, the clergy sold indulgences where people would pay a certain price and get these tickets that would forgive them of their sins, supposedly. And that's ridiculous, but people today still try to buy a stairway to heaven by earning their way to heaven through rules and rituals and doing good works, thinking they can earn their way to perfect heaven. But because of our sins, there's a great chasm between perfect God and us, between perfect heaven and us. And so we could never buy a stairway to heaven. We could never build a stairway to heaven. We could never borrow a stairway to heaven. But because of what Jesus Christ did through his death and resurrection, he built and bought a stairway to heaven for us. And now all we have to do is stop trying to build one ourselves and, and do it our own way and surrender to his way and receive his free gift of salvation and his stairway to heaven through his son, Jesus Christ. That's salvation. But after you surrender to Christ and his free gift of heaven one day and receive his stairway to heaven, uh, then we need to surrender to him constantly so that he can build a stairway to heaven through us so that we can experience the blessings of heaven and pass on those blessings. We're blessed to be a blessing so that we can experience the peace of heaven and then pass that peace into the lives of others. We can experience the joy of heaven and let that joy be contagious to the people around us because God wants to build a stairway to heaven through us. But that will never happen until you sing the classic song of surrender. Until we sing the classic song of surrender with our lives, then he can't build that stairway to heaven through us and flow through us with his strength and power and blessings the way he wants. And so we're gonna conclude this series by um, reading the same key verse that we started it with, the part of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6.10. And it's really the basis of our whole adventure, heaven on earth challenge that we've been in. And so would you stand in honor of God's word, Woodlands Church, and just read this out loud with me. Would you just read this out loud with me in Matthew 6.10? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, that's our prayer today, that your kingdom would come, your will be done, right here in this place, right here in our campuses, Lord, right here in our city, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our families, that your will would be done right here on earth as it is in heaven, that you would bring some heaven to earth, and then, Lord, enable us to be, Lord Jesus, a stairway to others, to bring heaven to them. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
You can be seated. So what does it mean here where Jesus says, we're to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, God's kingdom is wherever Jesus Christ is allowed to be king. God's kingdom is wherever Jesus Christ is allowed to rule and reign. And he's allowed to be king when we do his will, when we surrender to his will. Whenever we surrender to his will instead of our own will and what we want, what we think is best, whenever we surrender to his purpose and his plan and his will for our lives, then he's king in our lives. And we're singing the classic song of surrender. And that classic song of surrender really builds a stairway to heaven so that we can receive the blessings of heaven and then give the blessings of heaven to others. And that's what God wants for our lives. But I want you to see the song of surrender is a daily song. It's a daily song. Now, when you receive Christ and you surrender to him and receive his stairway to heaven, that's salvation. You, re you receive his free gift of salvation, and that's at a point in time in your life. That's a decision, but then it's followed by a process, this daily process of allowing him to be on the throne of your life, to surrender to him. Uh, because there's a battle for the throne of your life. Let me explain it this way. Let's just say that this circle here represents your life. And then this chair represents the throne of your life. Every one of us have a throne of our life. And we choose who's going to be the king of our life. Now, if Christ is not in your life, well, let me just show it to you this way. Let's just say that this cross represents Christ, Okay. And if you're not a believer, then Christ is outside of the circle of your life. He's definitely not on the throne of your life. You're on the throne of your life. You're playing God. You're calling the shots in your life. You don't need God. You're trying to be the general manager of the universe. You're trying to control everything. And when you do that, then your priorities are all out of control. Let's just say these dots represent your priorities. And as you can see, you know, they're not aligned at all. They're a mess. And when Christ is not the center of your life, your priorities get all out of line and you have no peace because Christ is outside of your life. Now, once you receive Christ and his stairway to heaven, then he comes into your life and he is on the throne of your life. And as you can see, your priorities, these little dots that represent your priorities start falling into place because the Bible says if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. They'll all fall into place. And Christ will be at the center of your life. He'll be on the throne of your life. You'll be following his purpose and his plan and you'll be filled with his peace. And he builds a stairway to heaven through your life to others. But you can be a believer and still struggle and fight over the throne of your life. Happens with me every day. You see, there are times when I push Christ to the side and I wanna be back on the throne of my life. Now, he'll never leave my life because I'm a believer. He came into my life and he'll never leave me or forsake me. But I can push him to the side of my life, to the corner of my life. Now, he's not gonna leave my life, but he'll allow you to push him out of the throne of your life. You get to decide that moment by moment. And there are times every day where I think, okay, God, I know better than you on this one. I'm gonna do it my way here. I know what to do on this decision. I'm, I don't need to pray about this. God, I, I know how I can fix this problem, how I can solve this situation. And I try to do it on my own. And I push him off the throne and I take the throne again. And as you can see, 
my priorities get all out of line. Really, there's no difference between a Christ follower who's not letting Christ be on the throne of his life or a non-believer. I mean, sure, Christ is outside the life, but the, but the results are the same. Priorities all out of line, no peace, no fulfillment. Not having that stairway to heaven where the blessings flow through you to others. And, and so every day I, I have to decide, and there always comes a, a time every day in my life where I think, man, I just blew it, God. I, I've got to put you back at the center of my life. I surrender this problem, this specific problem, this situation to you. I've been trying to control it. And I put God back onto the throne of my life, and then the, everything starts falling into place, and I get God's peace and his strength in the middle of the problem, in the middle of the pain. And so it's a daily song that we're to sing, moment by moment, as a Christ follower, to put Christ at the center of our lives. It's not only a daily song, it's also a difficult song. Now, it's not a complicated song. It's a song that seems difficult for us to choose to sing, but really it's the perfect song for us. It's the only one that brings fulfillment, this classic song of surrender. The song of surrender is the perfect song for me, but it seems like it's usually my last choice. I'll sing the song of self-sufficiency. I'll sing the song of I can handle this on my own. I'll sing the song of trying to control everything around me. I'll sing just about every other song until I finally get worn out and I sing the song of surrender. And when I sing the song of surrender, I'm filled with peace. But I'll sing just about every other song, even though they never bring a note of peace or fulfillment, only failure. But then I need you to know that the song of surrender is a desperate song. After I've sung every other song and I'm worn out and I'm desperate, I finally give up and sing the song of surrender. And that's when God takes over. You remember Jacob in the Old Testament? He experienced the real stairway to heaven. Jacob was a manipulator, a control freak, a schemer, a cheat. He cheated his brother Esau out of his birthright. And then Esau wanted to kill him. And so Jacob had to flee into the wilderness running for his life. And there in the wilderness all alone, as night closed in, he laid his head down and went to sleep. And God gave him a dream. He dreamed he saw the stairway to heaven and there were angels ascending and descending and then God spoke to him and said, Jacob, if you'll surrender to me, I'm gonna bless you to be a blessing. I'll build a stairway of heaven into your life and through your life to bless the whole world if you'll start singing the song of surrender. And he began at that point to sing the song of surrender but yet it was a struggle over the next 20 years. There were so many times where Jacob jumped back up onto the throne of his life and pushed God to the side as he was trying to control, trying to manipulate, trying to do it on his own, trying to be the king of his own life, to sit on the throne of his own life. He struggled with totally surrendering and giving up complete control. But God blessed Jacob anyway. And after 20 years, of when Jacob left home with nothing, He's getting ready to come back home. And he's wealthy, he has a big family, has a lot of livestock. I mean, God's just blessed him out of his grace. And, and in the times where Jacob was allowing God to be on the throne, but there's always a struggle for ultimate control. And as Jacob was heading home, he hears that his brother Esau 
is heading right toward him. He's charging toward him with a band of men. And so Jacob panics and he realizes it looks like this is gonna be the end because Esau is gonna get his revenge. And that night, Jacob separates all of his livestock. He separates all of his wealth. And then he even sends his family away and separates them so that he can be all alone because he's back in a desperate place. And God comes to Jacob in the middle of the night and instead of giving him a dream of a stairway to heaven, God wrestles Jacob. Jacob wrestles with God all night long. It's a supernatural smackdown and God wins because God wins. And when you're trying to control and you're wrestling with God for control, I can tell you how that is gonna end. God's gonna win. And they wrestled all night, the scripture says, and toward the end of the night as dawn was breaking, God touches Jacob's hip and his hip goes out of socket and the match is over. And the Bible tells us that Jacob limps for the rest of his life to remember when he finally gave up control. He finally sings the song of surrender completely, gives up complete control because he'd been singing this song of, I can handle this, this song of, I can fix this. But he finally sings the song of surrender and he's filled with peace and the amazing thing is, he stops wrestling for control and he holds on to God and says, I'm not gonna let you go till you bless me. So he stops wrestling for control and he starts holding on with all his might for God's blessing and God's stairway to heaven to bless others through him and God blesses him. And the rest of his life, Jacob's life, is a blessing. And I say this to say some of you are wrestling with God right now. You're wrestling for control and you've been trying to sing the song of self-sufficiency. You've been trying to sing the song of I can work this out, I can figure this out, I can solve this on my own. You're singing the song of I don't need anyone else. You're singing the song of this is gonna be okay. I'm not gonna turn to anyone else. I'm not gonna turn to God. I'm gonna fix this on my own. You're singing the song of trying to control everything and now you've come to a desperate place. You're worn out, you've been wrestling God and it's time for you to sing the song of surrender. Just trust him and sing the song of surrender. And you may sing it through your tears, the tears of failure and pain, but it's a beautiful song to God. You may scream it to God in your pain, but God hears it as a beautiful melody from your heart. It comes out of your heart into God's ears and he receives it and then he gives you his peace. And he says, it's gonna be okay. So this song of surrender always turns into a desperate song and then it becomes a divine song. And I want us to look today at the original stairway to heaven, Jacob's ladder in the Old Testament, because this passage really tells us how to sing the song of surrender and what the lyrics really mean. And once you begin to understand this, it's so much easier to sing the song of surrender, even in the middle of pain, even in the middle of struggles. He tells us the meaning of the song. And so in Genesis 28, 10, follow along with me. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you're lying. 
Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. So Jacob, at this point, had just cheated his brother Esau out of his birthright. And he has to flee into the wilderness. In fact, his mom says, why don't you go back to where we're from, to our homeland, so you can marry a believer, someone who believes in God, loves God. Because there's not many around here like that. So you go back to our homeland. So he goes back toward his homeland, but he's never been there before. He wasn't even born there. And so he's going to a place that he doesn't even know. He's not familiar with. He doesn't know anyone there. And he goes back and as he's traveling back all alone, night falls and he's there all by himself in the middle of the night. His life seems to be a mess. His brother's trying to kill him. He doesn't know what his future holds. He's filled with insecurity. But then God gives him a dream, a stairway to heaven. Not a drug-induced dream, but a divine dream directly from God. God speaks to him and God speaks to us today in the very same way because the song remains the same. The song of surrender remains the same. And God wants us to look at this stairway to heaven and understand the meaning of the lyrics to the song of surrender so we can experience the blessings of heaven in our lives and through our lives to others. And so I, I want you to see that this is where it all started. This is where the change started in Jacob after he saw the stairway to heaven. Now, he finally totally surrenders completely after he wrestles with God, but it all started here. And these promises and these words from God would come back to him, I'm sure, constantly. And so, how do I sing the song of surrender? First, trust in God's purpose. I've gotta trust in God's purpose, even in pain. It says in verse 18, there above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. So he's lying out in the middle of the wilderness all alone, and no family, no friends, and God says, this land's gonna be yours. It's yours. God was saying, Jacob, it looks like you've messed up your life. It looks like you've ruined your life. You've tried to control everything. You've tried to control the plan. You've tried to control other people. You've tried to control all your problems. You've tried to control your pain. And everything now is out of control. And it looks like you've blown it. But I want you to know, I'm not through with you yet. God said to him, I still have a purpose. I still have a plan. I'm gonna use you to bless the world. And I'm gonna use you and your descendants. I'm gonna bless you to be a blessing to the whole world. And this land you're lying on right now, in the middle of the stress and the mess, is gonna be part of the miracle. It's your land. I want you to know I'm not through with you yet. I love that because God is saying, that his purpose transcends my problems. God is saying, my purpose is greater than your failures. My purpose is greater than your pain. My purpose transcends your problems. And that's so good to know. Someone out there needed to hear that today, that God's purpose is greater than your failure. 
and God is not through with you yet because you thought you'd blown it. You thought your life had gone so far off the track that you couldn't get back on the track, that you have so derailed that you've destroyed God's purpose for your life. And I want you to know God says to you today, I am not through with you yet. I still have a purpose. I still have a plan. And your failure cannot stop my purpose. Your pain cannot stop my purpose. Your problem cannot stop my purpose. God's purpose transcends our problems, our failures, and our pain. Now, we can choose not to trust his purpose, but he still has a purpose. God's purpose will stand. God's purpose will not be denied. God's purpose cannot be stopped. He is the rock of ages, and his purpose stands true. Now, we can join in his purpose and trust in his purpose for our lives, or we can run from his purpose. But I'm telling you, I don't care what you've done or where you've been or how far off the wheels are of your life from the track. If you'll turn to God and trust his purpose, he will still fulfill his purpose for your life. That's the kind of God we have. That's why we can keep trusting God in tough times. The problems won't stop God's purpose for your life. I remember years ago when our kids were little, we were hiking up a small mountain in Arkansas. We got about halfway up. And it was really hard trying to keep them all together. And we were all griping and complaining. And, and I, I remember telling Chris, we're halfway up. The view's really great here. Why don't we just go back down? And finally, all the kids said, no, we can do it. And so we went all the way to the top, and it was beautiful. And it was worth it. Um, have you ever been halfway up a mountain and felt like giving up? Yeah, happens all the time in life. Uh, that's just a parable of life. You ever been halfway up a mountain and felt like giving up? Happens all the time in marriage counseling where you go a few times and then you start getting right to the heart of the real issue and it's painful and it's hard and it's difficult and you feel like giving up. Happens all the time when you're going through a problem and you're making some progress, then you just get stuck and you feel like giving up. It happens when you decide to obey God and put him first in your finances and, and give that first 10% and you're tithing. And then after a few weeks, you know, I mean, you don't see any difference in just a few weeks. And then, and then you get an unexpected bill and you give up. You see, it happens all through life. We get halfway through and we feel like giving up. But I want you to know, don't give up when the blessing is just around the bend. Don't give up. God promised Jacob, I'm gonna bless you. You trust me, you obey me, you follow me, I'm gonna bless you. Don't give up now, Jacob. The blessing is just around the bend. And you see, we have to trust in his purpose and keep obeying and keep obeying and keep obeying. And some of you feel like giving up today. I don't know in what area of your life, but you feel like giving up. And God's saying to you today, don't you dare give up right before the blessing. The blessing is just around the bend and the view will be worth it. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, and let us not get tired of doing what is right, for after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. That harvest of blessing is just around the corner. Don't you dare give up before the blessing hits. You keep trusting. Trust in God's purpose because it will not be stopped. And then secondly, rest in God's timing. In verse 14, in chapter 28, God says to Jacob, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. God says, I have a giant purpose and it hasn't changed. It's a giant purpose. I'm gonna bless you to be a blessing to the whole world. 
and your offspring is gonna be like the dust of the earth all over the world, and I'm gonna bless you to bless the world. Now, it was a giant purpose, and it didn't happen right away. It happened over time. And so much of it, Jacob didn't even get to see in his lifetime, but he saw a lot of blessing. And you see, God has a huge purpose for your life, and we have to rest in God's timing. The problem is our dreams are way too small, and we want them way too quickly. Our dreams are way too small, and we're really impatient. When God wants our dreams to be big, to match his dream for our life, and to be patient and let him do it in his time, to be faithful and to trust God's timing. The song of surrender means that you trust God's purpose and you rest in God's timing. In Psalm 37, seven, it says, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you wait patiently? You see, how you wait shows you how well you're singing the song of surrender. If you don't wait patiently during delays, then you're not singing the song of surrender. And maybe you're waiting on God to fix a situation in your life. You're waiting on God to change your marriage. You're waiting on God to change your job situation. You're waiting on God for a financial miracle. You're waiting on God to solve that big problem in your life. Could it be that while you're waiting on God, the reality is God is waiting on you to sing the song of surrender and to rest in his perfect timing, to stop trying to hurry it up and just rest one day at a time, one day at a time, in his perfect timing, because God is never early, God is never late, he's always right on time. And God says, I will come through, but it will be in my time, because I know what's best. And maybe he's waiting on you for your character to be developed more. Maybe he's waiting on you for you to stop griping and grumbling. Maybe he's waiting on you just to surrender. And he's ready to send the blessing. Surrender, trust him in the waiting, rest in him. And somebody needed this promise from God today in the book of Habakkuk, chapter two, verse three. This is for someone out there who's in the waiting room of life and it's time to sing the song of surrender. God says, but these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. The blessing is coming. If it seems slow, it's not, because God's timing is always perfect. It won't be overdue a single day. It's coming. You can bank on it. You can trust God. It's coming. And all you have to do is surrender and rest and sing the song of surrender. But the third thing I need to do to sing the song of surrender is remember God is with me and God is for me. God is with you and God is for you. In verse 15, he says to Jacob, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. Jacob was all alone that night. He didn't have a pillow to lay his head on. He had no possessions. He laid his head on a rock, the scripture says. All he has is fears and insecurities and doubts. But God says, Jacob, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I know you're a little lost right now. I know you're feeling insecure right now, but it's gonna be okay because I am with you and I'm not gonna leave you. I'm gonna watch over you wherever you go. Whatever you go through, I'm going through it with you. I got you on this. And that's what he says to you today. He says, I, I know you're filled with insecurity. I know you're filled with fear. I know you got doubts, but it's okay. 
I know you feel a little lost right now, but it's okay, and it's going to be okay. It's okay, because I am with you. I am with you, and I will never leave you. God's with you right now. If, you're, if your heart is breaking, then he's closer to you than ever before. He's closer to you, because it says that God loves the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He is near to the brokenhearted. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's right there with you to watch over you. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this with God's presence and God's power. In Romans 8, 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I love God's math. God plus one equals a majority. And Jacob has nothing, but he has God, and that's all he needed. If you surrender to God, you'll never have to surrender to anything else. You surrender to God, you'll never have to surrender to anything else. He'll give you the power to keep going when you feel like giving up. But then there's a fourth thing. Hold on to God's promises. In verse 15, God says to him, I will not leave you until I've done what I promised. You see, you sing the song of surrender by letting go of control and holding on to God's promises. Let go of control, but don't you dare let go of God's promises. God says, you can count on it. My word is always true, and I'm gonna do everything that I promise you. It may not look like it right now in the problems you're in, but I'm gonna come through, I promise. And so maybe all you have today to hold on to is a promise of God. Your circumstances are shaky. Everything around you, you try to hold on to and it just slips through your hands, you hold on to the promises of God. If that's all you've got, hold on to the promises of God because that's all you need. God said it and he's gonna come through. He always keeps his word. His character's at stake. And so hold on to God's promises. There's over 7,000 in God's word. You start beginning to learn and read and memorize and meditate on God's promises for you. And I believe with all my heart, he says to you today, I will not leave you until I have done what I promised. I'm not done with you yet. If you're still breathing, God still has a purpose for your life. If your heart is still beating, God still has a plan. It's never too late to start a new beginning. And God promises that he will see you through. Hold on to God's promises. And then the fifth thing is give up to God's strength. Give up to God's strength. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, I love this because Paul says, God spoke to him and told him this when God didn't take out a struggle from his life that he was praying for God to take away. Each time he, God, said, no, but I'm with you, that is all you need. My power shows up best in weak people. Now I'm glad to boast, Paul says about how weak I am, I'm glad to be a living demonstration of Christ's power instead of showing off my own power and abilities. You see, it's when we realize we're weak that we'll start singing the song of surrender and God fills us with his power. When you sing the song of surrender, the result is God's power, God's blessing and strength in your life. When you sing the song of surrender and you feel so weak and you give up to God, that's when he takes over and you find the power of God instead of your own ability, instead of your own frail strength, really weakness, but it's in that weakness that God can be strong. You see, Woodland Church, we're filled with ordinary imperfect people, including your pastor, but God is an extraordinary and perfect God. And when we come to him and sing the song of surrender, 
He fills us with his power and he sinks through us with his power and he builds a stairway to heaven through our lives so that we can make a difference and change the world because he can change the world. And it's only when we're weak that we'll give up. It's only when we're weak that we give up so that he can be strong. And maybe you feel like you're at the weakest part of your life, the weakest point of your life. Get ready for the greatest strength you've ever felt. Get ready for the greatest power you've ever, ever felt through you, the greatest blessings you've ever, ever felt go through your life because at that moment when you feel weak and you surrender and sing the song of surrender, then God takes you and you soar. You can soar in his strength. I am so grateful, Woodland Church, for what God's doing through you. You know, God has been doing so much through Woodland Church through our over 100 ministries and missions, but last weekend we had a big serve weekend, and we focused on just several and made such a powerful difference, and so many of you went out to Pilgrim Hill Missionary Baptist Church in Tomball, 150-year-old church building that was falling apart, and they hadn't been able to meet since before the pandemic, and we began a, a church extreme makeover project, and it was amazing what you guys did in just one weekend to rebuild and minister to the church, and it blessed them so much, and just God is gonna do so much through that church, and then we also teamed up with another church, Fountain of Life, in Tomball, and we put on a fall festival to help them out, to reach their community. We also brought food and groceries to people in the area, and we also, in Atascacita, built a garden in uh, an elementary school that they needed desperately to, to bring um, a breath of fresh air to them, and and then we packed 80,000 meals to be sent to Haiti. Uh, 80, you packed 80,000 meals in one weekend to be sent to Haiti. Our team's on the ground there because they have a lot of food insecurity after the earthquake. And it's amazing what you did. And then so many of you got involved in our anti-human trafficking ministry, our job support ministry, our hungry and homeless ministry, and all these ministries that are making such a difference. I'm so proud of you because you realize that God wants to build a stairway to heaven through you to change the world from heaven to earth, from us with God's power to change the world. That's what God is doing through you, Will and Church. Just watch some of the highlights from last weekend. Let's just thank the Lord, Will and Church. Just thank him um, for what he's doing through us. It's all God. He's the one that gets all the credit and all the glory. And it's not about us, it's about Jesus Christ. And I am just so proud of you. From the woodlands to the world, God's using you to change the world. And when you realize and you get to that desperate place to sing the song of surrender, God takes over and he does something supernatural. And maybe you're there right now. Right now, you're there. And it's time for you to sing the song of surrender. Maybe you've been trying to control something in your life. You've been trying to fix a situation that you can't fix. And you've been pushing God off of the throne of your life, and it's time to allow God to be on the throne so you can feel his peace and his purpose in your life. It's time. And maybe you've never received Christ. You've never put him on the throne of your life. It's time. It's time. Maybe you're trying to build a stairway to heaven, to get to heaven with your own good works or through religion or whatever it may be, but you can never get to perfect heaven without the perfect son of God. And so, Right now, you can receive him. Let's bow together and pray. And if you've never received Christ, pray this prayer silently to God as if you're the only one in this place. And like Jacob, you're the only one out there in the wilderness, but God's there and he hears you. Just pray this prayer. Dear Jesus Christ, 
I need you. I'm tired of trying to play God, and I'm worn out from singing the song of self-sufficiency. I'm worn out from singing the song of trying to control everything. So I give up, and I sing the song of surrender today and ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, and I receive your stairway to heaven, Jesus Christ, into my life. Change me from the inside out. I accept your free gift of heaven one day. Thank you for saving me. Help me grow in my faith. And Lord, I pray for everyone right now who's going through pain and and heartache. They're going through struggles, Lord, that seem so overwhelming. Let them know right now that you're gonna see them through. Let them know right now that there's no problem that stops your purpose for their life. Lord, that your purpose transcends all our problems and all our pain and you will never leave us and never forsake us. Lord, help us to turn to you and to trust you and build a stairway to heaven into our lives that brings blessing and a stairway to others where we can bless others. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.